0: You're listening to Cleanish Reads, Episode 60, Classically Mysterious. Loves Music, Loves to Dance by Mary Higgins Clark, and Then There Were None by Agatha Christie. Welcome to Cleanish Reads. I'm your host, Amy Hall. You can trust me to sift out the garbage and recommend the best books that you can be excited to read on your own and with your family. Thanks for joining me on this journey to learn and grow through uplifting reads. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to talk more about books. We are talking about cleanish murder mysteries this month, and today I have a couple that I really, really, really liked. Now, I'm calling this episode classically mysterious, but these aren't super long-ago classics like Frankenstein and Dracula, which are both great, by the way, but I consider Agatha Christie to be a classic murder mystery writer, and Mary Higgins Clark, while even more contemporary than Agatha Christie, is also something of a classic murder mystery writer in my opinion. Agatha Christie is the best selling novelist of all time, with 66 published detective novels and other works. And Mary Higgins Clark published 51 best selling murder mystery novels before she passed away in 2020. These women both know a thing or two about telling a mysterious story, and the two I picked to share with you today definitely will not disappoint. First up, Loves Music, Loves to Dance by Mary Higgins Clark was published in 1992. Because of that, it is a little bit dated. For example, the whole premise is that a psycho serial killer is on the loose, preying on young, beautiful women who answer his personal ad in the papers. It's not hard to make the leap in your mind to singles meeting online or through dating apps. So it didn't bother me that much, but if you can get past it, this story is downright chilling. The author opens with the serial killer's perspective, which is absolutely creepy. And I was thinking that we were going to follow him on his journey to claim another victim. However, the author throws a spin in so we discover who the victim is, but not which of the dates she has lined up is the psycho. So, my mind was working overtime trying to figure out who it was, and I was so excited to be right this time. I figured it out, which almost never happens to me, but don't let that dissuade you from reading this story. I think I just got lucky this time. Several of the creepy guys in the story could have done it. So definitely give this book a try if you are in the mood for something a tiny bit disturbing. As for content, I would say this would be for older teens and adults. It's pretty darn cleanish, but the psycho serial killer does weird things, which may be too disturbing for a younger reader. There are a few mild swears, but not too many. Several men are having affairs, but nothing is explained outright on the page. A lot of the seedy underbelly of dating is shown, but at the same time, the book kind of ends with almost a happily ever after that shows the good in the world as well. So mostly creepy, a little bit of happy at the end. Hopefully I've prepared you well for this very well-written mystery. Next up is my favorite Agatha Christie book I've read so far. And Then There Were None is just super creepy and ominous. Ten people are lured onto an island and trapped there, staying in a mansion together. Every bedroom has the same poem framed on the wall called Ten Little Soldier Boys. It says, Ten little soldier boys went out to dine. One choked his little self, and then there were nine. Nine little soldier boys sat up very late. One overslept himself, and then there were eight. Eight little soldier boys traveling in Devon. One said he'd stay there, and then there were seven seven little soldier boys chopping up sticks one chopped himself in halves and then there were six six little soldier boys playing with a hive a bumblebee stung one and then there were five five little soldier boys going in for law one got in chancery and then there were four four little soldier boys going out to sea a red herring swallowed one and then there were three Three little soldier boys walking in the zoo. A big bear hugged one, and then there were two. Two little soldier boys sitting in the sun. One got frizzled up, and then there was one. One little soldier boy left all alone. He went out and hanged himself, and then there were none. Weird and creepy, right? (laughs) Sure enough, the ten strangers start dying one by one, just as the poem describes— Panicking, the survivors are frantically trying to figure out if someone else is on the island with them or if one of their number is the murderer while also trying to stay alive. Okay, I normally don't like super creepy or horror stuff. This book had me completely entranced. It was so well done and so entertaining while also being horrifying, and I was absolutely caught up with the characters trying to figure out who the bad guy was. My absolute favorite part is the very end. The author allows the villain to explain in detail how they did it, which I loved. Sometimes it's kind of fun for your imagination to fill in the blanks, but in this case I loved seeing the puzzle fit together finally at the end and have complete closure as to what the author was trying to convey. A couple of things about this book. There are a handful of swears in it, but no F-bombs. Obviously, people are being murdered, but it is not usually with a play-by-play. It's usually discovered after the fact. This book was published in the late 1930s, so there is a bit of dated language. For example, the words queer and gay are used frequently to mean strange and happy, not as we would typically use them today referring to sexual orientation. I would say that teens and up would probably be good with this story unless you have a younger reader who particularly likes creepy stuff. It's probably better for a little older. One more thing. The audio version is fantastic. I love how the reader says at the beginning that the book is performed by him because it really is. However, Agatha Christie tends to introduce a lot of characters at the beginning of her stories. I think she's just wanting all the characters out there as suspects right away for us to start thinking about. Especially in the audio version, this can be slightly harder for the reader to keep up with, and my advice is to keep going. I was getting bogged down when I first tried to listen to this one, I listened to the opening chapters twice, and then I decided just to keep pushing onward, which actually worked out great. The author usually has a strong trait for each character, so you can start figuring out who is who. For example, in this story, we have a judge a governess, a detective, a police inspector, a soldier, an old religious woman, a doctor, a war general, a playboy, a butler, and a cook. So it was a lot of people at first. I was like, who is this? What is going on? But when I kept going with the story, I was able to sort it all out. Agatha Christie does a great job keeping us abreast of what is going on. So don't give up at the beginning. And yes, this story is a classic and has been reinvented multiple times. So it may seem a little bit familiar, but hopefully also new to you if you haven't read it before. So there you have it for today. Two creepy mysteries to read this week. And I will leave you with a quote by Neil Armstrong. Mystery creates wonder, and wonder is the basis of man's desire to understand. Have a great week and very happy or creepy reading.